Hello people of the universe. In today's episode, we're going to talk about reflections. Enjoy. Hi, this is Amir Zogi, speaker, coach, and aerobatic pilot. I'm on a mission to inspire, move, and transform people's lives. This is the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom podcast, where I share mind-blowing insights about spirituality, self-actualization, and transcending those limiting mindsets in order to live an unlimited lifestyle and to make a dent in the universe. Okay, guys, I wanted to I wanted to touch base uh, today around the idea of our reflections, and um, you know, let's just start with the basic stuff. You know, most of us have heard the term that the external world is a reflection of our internal world. Um, if you haven't, you have now. It's 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 a common uh, understanding that the external world is a direct reflection of our internal world. However, when we come to understand that or grasp that, there's so many of us that are still, you know, when when something is happening outside of us, we are trying to make change to fix or improve the very thing that lands outside of us or that is reflecting outside of us. You know, it's like me, you know, having my, my, my cup of coffee here if I have a sip and I have some foam on my nose and you say, hey, Amir, you've got some foam on my nose. It's like me looking in the mirror and trying to clean the, the mirror clean. It, it just uh, it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense. But that's what we do. We continuously don't like something outside of ourselves or we really like something outside of ourselves. And we're trying to grab it. It's like uh, this, a story I once heard of this dog that goes towards uh, the river. And it's got a stick in its mouth and he goes to the river and the river is just, you know, it's just reflecting back. It's one of those crystal clean uh, steel rivers. And the dog goes to the edge of the river and looks down and it sees another dog and it's got a stick. And, uh, and he's thinking about maybe I should get that, that dog's stick. It looks bigger. It looks better than mine. So he lets go of his stick to go get the other dog's stick and obviously... He didn't realize it was only his reflection. But here he is, the dog is comparing his life to the other dog and going, whoa, his stick looks bigger, maybe I'll go and try to get his stick, not knowing that it was actually a reflection of himself. It's a, it's a great story that once was uh, told to me. And uh, it, it perfectly illustrates what I'm trying to share here about the reflection. Uh, sometimes we think when we're talking about reflections, we're talking about the reflections that we dislike. You know, we, we, there's something going on in the world right now. Um, let's say the, the virus, coronavirus, you know, there's, 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 and we go, well, I don't like that. It's making me feel insecure, right? But also the reflections are things that we, we see in other people. Here's the difference. And I'll, and I'll talk about the three different levels of reflection. We have an indirect reflection, we have a direct reflection, and we have a complete reflection. And today I want to share all those three and have a little conversation about it. And, and the reason we want to talk about this is because we don't want our reflections to determine how we feel. We don't, I mean, we don't want our, our, our reflections, uh, probably the better word is to determine or to control us. 
right? Here's the dog looking in the mirror or looking in the river and thinking there's a dog with a bigger stick and let's go over the stick he already had. Right? We don't want to be comparing our lives with others, which is a reflection of ourselves. But let's let's just get clear about when we say something is a reflection, because most the, the misinterpretation around this is that people think, well, you know, um, the, the, the virus, the coronavirus is a, is a terrible thing. I mean, how is that a reflection of me? Like, is, it's killing people. It's, it's, it's brought people into isolation. How is that a reflection of me? Well, here's the thing. It's not the coronavirus that is reflecting you. It's how you feel about the coronavirus that is reflecting you. What does the coronavirus make you feel? Does it make you feel unsafe? Does it make you feel alone? Does it make you feel insecure? That's your reflection. The, the, the world outside of us, it's not reflecting what we are. It's reflecting how we feel about ourselves. So let's just be very clear. It's the biggest misinterpretation. Someone goes, oh, they're, 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 they're my mirror. It's, it's, not the, it's, they're the, it's the role that they play that causes you to have a feeling. Maybe it's a feeling of joy. Maybe it's a feel of, in this case, being insecure, being afraid. What are you afraid of? The unknown. That's your reflection. Okay? Some people, um, me, uh, other people that I know who work closely with me, are not afraid of the coronavirus. They understand that it's happening, Right? They understand that we need to take precautions. I understand that we need to be in isolation. I'm all for it. I get it. But I'm not afraid of it. You know, in fact, if, if anything, the, what the coronavirus has brought to my experience is I'm, I'm really inspired in my life right now. I can't really explain that to you, but I'm inspired. I'm inspired. What am I inspired? I mean, for me, you, you probably say, well, yeah, what are you inspired about? I mean... I'm inspired about transformation. I'm inspired about change. Like, I, I know what this is bringing to our reality, what this is bringing to our world. The, and just to stay on topic here, just to stay here on topic, and if you've just joined us, the world outside of you is not the reflection. It's the, the, the world outside of you and how it causes you to feel is the reflection. If somebody or, or your circumstances, it could be, let's say, financial circumstances right now that might be happening a lot for a lot of people where their tension is with their financial circumstances. How does your financial circumstances reflect you? Well, how does it make you feel? That's your reflection. Somebody that you, you really dislike, right? And you think to themselves, well, they're a thief they're a liar. I don't lie. I'm not a thief. I don't, I don't steal from people. So they're not a reflection of me. No, no. How do you feel about that person playing a role in your reality of being a thief and being a liar? Well, it just, it just makes me feel angry. Yeah, but how does it really make you feel? I feel cheated. I feel afraid. Whatever it is, that's your reflection. 
this is the greatest misinterpretation that people make about the, the world outside of you is a direct reflection of yourself. Yes, it is, but it's a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. It's the feeling that it is reflecting. So the indirect reflection is when you are seeing something in someone else which is causing you to have a reaction. Now, the reaction could be, oh, I want that, but I don't have that, right? Or I don't want that, kick that away from me. I don't want that. In fact, that's not my reflection. So the, the, when, when, when you're experiencing somebody that's reflecting something that you want that you think you don't have or something that you dislike and that you hate or that you're afraid of and you think you don't have it, how do I have that? I don't have that. I don't have that. That's not my reflection. That is called your, an indirect reflection. This is what, and when I say it is called, this is, this is from my work, okay? It's an indirect reflection. Um, and what that is, it's an indirect reflection of a part of yourself that you've disowned. As a human being, we're here to become whole and complete within ourselves. When you become whole and complete, you become an infinite being in a finite world. There's more to that statement, but you continuously hear me talking about that. Um, and maybe one day you'll grasp what I mean by that. Uh, and and but that's what it is. You're becoming, you, you, you have the capacity to use your infinite state of mind while being a finite being, while being in a finite world. So you have the capacity of your infiniteness, if that's a word, um, while being a finite. Like I'm finite. This body of who I am, my name is Amir, I am 41 years old. This is identity of who I am is finite, but that is not who I am. Well, that is not all that I am, just to put it a little bit more mildly. Okay, it's this, this, this identity that I use is my costume that I wear. It's like the clothes that I wear. Does that make me who I am? No. It's like the car I drive, the vehicle I use day to day. Does your car that you drive make you who you are? No, it's just the car that you use. Is your car temporary? Yes, it won't last forever. Neither with this body. So when I say it's your indirect reflection, it's a part of yourself that you haven't yet become whole and complete with. It's a part of yourself that you haven't uh, embraced, you haven't accepted. It's a part of yourself that you have disowned. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it means. You have disowned it as though this is not who I am. Some people could talk to me and they say, I don't like Donald Trump. And I say, why? Because he does this, does he does this, he does that. And he stands for this, he stands for that. And I'm like, well, how does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel very, very angry. It makes me feel very sad. It makes me... That's your reflection. That is the part of you. There is a part of you that's really sad right now that you have disowned that Donald Trump is showing up to actually bring that to surface. The world outside of us is bringing the things that we have suppressed or we have pushed aside our disowned parts, we have disowned it. And for us to become infinite, an infinite state of being again, you must own the part of yourself that you've disowned. And then you create, or what is created or manifested in our world is opportunities for you to meet the part of yourself that you've disowned. And you'll meet that through worldly events, you'll meet that through family experiences, family 
um, relationships. You'll meet that through the relationship with your kids. You'll meet that through the relationship. And family's a big one. You are continuously having an opportunity to, to own the parts of yourself that you have disowned. That is the disowned parts. Okay, so again, I'll repeat it. It's the part of you that you perceive, you see something in somebody or in a circumstances or in your environment. You see something. It's a beauty. Maybe it could be just watching a sunset and you see the beauty in the sunset and you think, wow, that's so beautiful. But you perceive not to have it. If you perceive not to have it, that's an indirect reflection. You see somebody who's got an amazing and beautiful body, right? And you think, well, I don't have that body, right? That is a disowned part. Because you haven't appreciated to see the beauty in your body. That's the, that's the problem here. Okay, but you see it in another person. Well, but they have a six-pack, right? Well, they have a... They have a, a great curves. And you, and you think to yourself, if only I had that, that is your disowned parts. It's something that you want that you perceive not to have. Or it's something that you dislike. It's something that you're afraid of. It's something that you hate. And it's coming into your reality. And you think to yourself, I don't want that, nor do I have that. I don't resonate with that. That is your disowned parts. So that is uh, what I call your indirect reflection. Now, your direct reflection is something quite powerful. It's something that you, know, you find in yourself, but you also find it in another. I brought my son in just before. Well, I didn't bring him in. He just came in and said hello. He always comes in at the perfect time. The love I feel for myself, I can see it in my son. I see my childhood, the love I feel for the three-year-old Amir, the five-year-old Amir, that when he was a child, the love I feel for that version of myself, I see in my son. This is called the direct reflection. Sitting down and watching the moon, uh, last night was a full moon, I believe, and it was a pink moon, I believe. Um, I didn't get to see it because it was a bit of cloud cover over where I live, but... Um, you know, you could be looking at the moon and you just feel in awe of it or you just feel its beauty, right? If you're feeling that beauty in yourself, it's a direct reflection. You are having a direct reflection of the beauty that you feel for yourself. You see it in the, in the, in the moon. You might be watching nature, watching the sunrise, sunset, right? And you feel this, this, this connection with the sunset and you feel its beauty in you, you're having a direct reflection. Mostly when the people are doing work on themselves and they realize and they peel the layers of the onion back and as you continuously do the work on yourself, which is commonly known as self-actualization or self-realization, getting to know who you are. As you become an, a more aware and as your awareness continues to expand, you start to feel more beauty about yourself. You start to feel more joyful about yourself, right? And then you begin to see that beauty in, in at first, it's very easy to see it in nature. But as you become more advanced at it, as you become more familiar with that expansiveness, you start to see that beauty in other people. Maybe it starts with animals. 
because you have less judgment about nature. You have even, you have then, well, the least judgment you have is around nature. Then it comes down to animals and you, and you just, you have this unconditional love. So you, you have the ability to see the love that you have for yourself in that animal. Then it comes to the people because we reserve our greatest judgments for the people, for others. And usually we reserve our greatest judgment for uh, the people in our family, the people that are closest to us. And we reserve the greatest judgment for ourselves, unfortunately. That doesn't have to be the case because as you start to realize yourself, as you start to expand your consciousness, expand your awareness, and you begin to have more space for the sensations of who you are, not just in this body, but in the energy around you, you begin to see yourself in another. You begin to see your sense of freedom, your sense of creativity, your sense of joy, your sense of love in another. And when you find that, you say to that person, I love you. But what you're loving is you're loving a version of yourself that is showing up in that form. That is a direct reflection. So what's the difference? The difference between the indirect and the direct reflection is that when you see yourself in another, you own it. You, you believe it's, it's, it's you. You're, you're connecting to a part of yourself that is showing up and playing out in another form. Where the indirect reflection, you were, you were seeing something that you hated or something that you were afraid of and you said, well, I, that's not a reflection of me. It's a designed part. Something that you loved or you, you, the love that is driven by need, really. It's not real love. And you say, well, I, I want that. I need that. But you perceive not to have it. That's an indirect reflection. The direct reflection is you feel something in yourself and you see it in nature. You see it in, in an animal. You see it with the connection you have with another human being and you feel yourself in the other. And that's what creates this, you know, long lasting relationships or soulmates. Sometimes people go, I found my soulmate. Yeah, you found yourself in another. It's a direct reflection. It's like having two waves of the ocean, perceiving that they are the wave. But then the waves rise up above all the rest of the ocean. And one wave looks at the other wave and goes, oh, it's not a wave. It's the ocean. And then it realizes I am the ocean, and the ocean being the senses of possibility, the infinite capacity that I keep talking about. It's like the two waves seeing each other for that which they are, which is the ocean. In this case, that which you are, which is, which is love, infinite capacity. That is the, the, the direct reflection. The complete reflection is something very profound um, and something that, I don't know how much of it I will talk to you about, but I, I promise I'll talk about it. So let's see what comes up. There's a part of yourself that I talked about just momentarily about being a wave of the ocean. There's a part of yourself that is playing a role in this reality, in our existence, and, and you perceive to be a wave of an ocean. Who you think you are is the wave of an ocean. And the, the, 
the complete reflection is when the wave realizes it's not the wave, it is the ocean. So therefore, when the ocean expresses itself into a wave, it has the capacity to see another wave as not as the wave, but as the ocean. Rumi, the great Persian poet, talked about the idea of finding the entire ocean within a drop of, of the ocean. Finding the ocean in a drop of the ocean. Who we perceive to be is a drop of the ocean. What you're yearning for, what we're looking for, we're always looking for uh, a part of ourselves, but we look for that part of ourselves in another drop of the ocean. But that part of ourselves that we're looking for is within the drop itself. It is the, the idea of being an infinite being in a finite world is the idea of the drop realizing it is not the drop, but it is the ocean. That is a, the idea of the complete uh, reflection. You are reflecting your completed self. When you are in the indirect the, in the reflection you are comp you are reflecting an indirect reflection so you are you are reflecting an a disowned part a part of yourself that is not yet complete ultimately what brings you to see the complete reflection is for you to find the complete self not just a part self a disowned self it's about realizing yourself as a whole as, as completeness. Now, the best way I know to do that is acceptance because judgment, which is the opposite of acceptance, judgment is what keeps whatever you see to be separate. The reason why parts of yourself are playing and reflecting our th things into your life is because you are in judgment of it. Judgment is what keeps it. It's like the glue that keeps that in place. It keeps the disowned part of you separate to you. The only way we can own the part of ourselves to disown is through the opposite of judgment, which is acceptance. Now, how do you accept? Because acceptance itself is not an intellectual thing. If it is, that's not acceptance. Acceptance is one of the most powerful tools you have besides being present. Now, of course, one of the things that take you away from being present is being in judgment, is, is being in non-acceptance, non, being unaccepting. So how do you accept? Well, here's the thing. You don't do acceptance. When I say how do you accept, you, you can't do acceptance. You can be accepting. It's a state of being. It's like you can't do loving. It's like, I do love you. Like, I get it, right? But it's, it's incomplete. It's, it's, oh, here's a better explanation. You can't do compassionate. You're being compassionate. You are being loving. And when you are being loving, there is a, there's a, there's, there's a, an energy that may flow through you and you're saying, I am doing loving. But it doesn't even make sense. How can you do loving? I, I do open. 
I'm being open. I'm being loving. I'm being accepting. I'm being compassionate. Acceptance is a state of being. You can't do it. It's not an intellectual thing. Acceptance is the key that will unlock all your problems. It is a key. And you you think to yourself right now, you think, uh, well, it's just about accepting. No, that's not it. It's not about that. It's not just going, well, I just accept. Because you are intellectually accepting and therefore your reflection doesn't change. What I'm talking to you about is how to mend a part of yourself that you have disowned. Because most people's understanding of being accepting is accepting in your head. And you're like, well, I accept them. And it comes along, it comes across something like this. Well, I, I forgive them. That's not it. Because you forgiving someone implies that they've done something wrong. Well, they have. I'm, they've done something wrong and I'm forgiving them. That's not acceptance. Because within the state of acceptance, there is no right or wrong. So this, it has nothing to do with forgiveness. It has got to do with a state of acceptance. And it's a state of mind. It's a state of openness. I'd like to give you guys the seed that my mother shared with me. And the seed is my WTF experience program. This seed is not something that can easily be taught. It's something that you got to experience. Hence, the WTF experience. I would like to gift this to you and it's now available for you to stream online for free. So just head on over to my website amirzogi.com forward slash WTF.